Where do you want it? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. This week at our house, they were working on the road once again with road construction. <laughs> Every day this week they had been, but they were preparing the road to be paving, so they had their big milling machines out again, paving the road. Now on Tuesday morning, Andrew announces to me, he goes, Grampy, I think today is a stay-at-home day and not go to school day because it's a work day because they were set they had already set up their cones and he knew that they were going to be working I said Andrew it's a preschool day because we're not going to always see those right there in front of our house so you can go on to preschool so reluctantly he went on to preschool but he had a great day when he come home from preschool guess what the milling machine was right in front of our house. He was ecstatic. He went inside and grabbed his own milling machine. So this is a vehicle, kids. It's a, it's a milling machine, pavement milling machine, also called a cold planer. So Andrew had it out there. See, when it went... Two years ago, when Andrew was only two, they did a little strip beside the house. And Andrew was out there watching it, seeing everything that was happening. So Terry went online and found the milling machine for him. As any good grandmother would do. <laughs> so he went in the house and got it. And he was showing the guys, hoping they, they would pay attention. And one of the guys paid attention and come over. And he goes, where did you get that milling machine? And I told him, we found it on mintmodels.com. Not a, not a commercial, but. And he goes, wow. He goes, my son needs one of those because he's always talking about the milling machine. And he goes, he, point, he asked Andrew, he goes, do you want to ride the milling machine for the next dump truck load? And Andrew goes, mm, I don't know. So I was there, encouraged him, said, Andrew, this, this is a chance to do it. Well, let's go over there. So we walked out into the street, and he got over and climbed up the big ladder and got on the milling machine. Now, this is a very loud machine, and Andrew does not like loud noises. But he got on there, and he rode it from our house to a neighbor's house over two minutes on this milling machine as they filled the dump truck. Once they filled that dump truck, then they got him off. He was excited. It was like, it was the best day ever for him. Wouldn't it be nice for us to have a cheerleader with us every day, every step that we take that would tell us, be strong and be courageous. Wouldn't it be nice? Would it? Be strong and courageous, Terry. Okay. All right. I'm going to strongly and courageously read Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, our scripture for today. Hold on. Hold on. Uh-oh. Hold on. <laughs> Cover your eyes. <laughs> 
There. <laughs> yes, more the man behind me. Okay, are we good now? All right, there we go. Huh, all right, now I'm going to strongly and courageously try Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9 again. Uh, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that you that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you to you, as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Here we go. Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all that the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way to prosperous, and then you will have good success." Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. But the question comes now, who is this Joshua, son of Nun, that was Moses' assistant? As we've learned in learning communities these past um, a month ago mm-hmm. in studying the Bible, we need to look at the verses and sometimes chapters before the verses that we're looking at. And sometimes we need to look after those verses to see what the scripture is really telling us. We're going to look back on a lot of verses because there's many steps that took Joshua to get to this point to be the leader. The next step back in Joshua's life is found in Deuteronomy 31 verses 7 and 8 and then also verse 14. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall be put, shall put them in possession of it. Is it not the Lord who goes before you? He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or dismayed. And then verse 14, And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, the days are approaching when you must die. Call Joshua and present yourself in the tent of meetings, that I may commission him. And Moses and Joshua went in and presented themselves in the tent of meetings. Here we find Moses preparing to die. Following God's instructions, he places Joshua in the role of leading the people. But before Moses dies, and before Joshua is commissioned, we find that the presence of the Lord is in Joshua. Numbers 27, 18, 
So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man whom the Spirit is, and lay your hands on him. And then Deuteronomy 34.9, And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the Spirit of wisdom, for Moses has laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him and did all that the Lord had commanded Moses. But before Moses dies, before Joshua is commissioned, and before Joshua is a man that has the Spirit of God in him, before all of that, Moses talks to God about the next leader. Numbers 27:15 through 17. Moses spoke to the Lord, saying, Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, anoint a man over this congregation who shall go before them and come in before them, who shall lead them out and bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep that have no shepherd. And before that, God told Moses that he would soon die. In Numbers 27, 12 through 14, God tells Moses to go into the mountain to see the land that he has promised the people of Israel. But all that Moses was able to look at, he was not able to enter the promised land because he had rebelled against God's word and failed to uphold God's God as holy. But before Moses dies and before Joshua is commissioned and before we find that the spirit of the Lord is in Joshua and before Moses talks to God about the next leader and before Moses knows he will see the promised land and then soon die, we find that Joshua has been selfless in holy following God. Numbers 32, 11 and 12. And the Lord's anger was kindled on that day and he swore saying, Surely none of the men who came out of Egypt from 20 years old and upward shall see the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me. None except Caleb, the son of Jehanna, and the Kinsnite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed me. But before Moses dies and before Joshua is commissioned, and before we find the Spirit of the Lord in Joshua, and before Moses talks to God about the next leader after his passing, and before Moses knows he will soon die. Um, yep, I lost my place. <laughs> um, he will see the promised land and then soon die. And before we find that Joshua has been selfless in wholly following God, we see Joshua, Caleb, and ten others are sent out scouting. You can read about all the details of that in Numbers 13 and 14, but today we're going to look at Numbers 14, verses 6 and 8. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jesaphat were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, The land that we pass through to spy out is exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us a land that flows with milk and honey. And then also Numbers fourteen twenty-eight and 30. Say to them, as long as I live, declares the Lord, what you have said in my hearing, I will do. Your dead bodies shall fall in the wilderness and all your numbers listed in the census from 20 years and upward who have grumbled against me. Not one of them shall come into the land that I have promised, that I have swore 
for you to dwell except for Caleb and Joshua. See, Joshua and Caleb were among those men that were sent to spy out the land that God promised him. They were only two of the twelve that come back with an encouraging report. Joshua and Caleb are the only two adult men that experienced slavery in Egypt, wandered the wilderness, and entered the promised land. But before Moses dies, and before Joshua is commissioned, and before we find that the Spirit of the Lord is in Joshua, and before Moses talks to God about the next leader, after he passes, and before Moses knows he will see the promised land, but then soon die, before we find that Joshua has been selfless and holy following God, before we see Joshua, Caleb, and ten others sent out scouting, we see Joshua serving as Moses' assistant. Exodus twenty four thirteen. So Moses rose up with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain of God. This is where Moses received the Ten Commandments. One more time, but... You sure? Uh, no, there might be another time. I don't know. Let's okay. see. Anyway, but before Moses dies and before Joshua is commissioned and before we find that the spirit of the Lord is in Joshua and before Moses talks to God about the next leader after his passing and before Moses knows he will see the promised land but then soon die and before we find Joshua has been selfless and wholly following God, before we see Joshua, Caleb, and ten others are sent out scouting, before we see Joshua serving as Moses' assistant, we find Joshua assigned to gather a team of, to fight Amalek. Exodus seventeen nine and 13. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose for us men and go out and fight Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill with my staff of God in my hands. And Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the sword. Okay, there is another one. (laughs) (laughs) But before Moses dies, and before Joshua is commissioned, and before we find that the Spirit of the Lord is in Joshua, and before Moses talks to God about the next leader after his passing, and before Moses knows he will see the promised land and then soon die, before we find that Joshua has been selfless and wholly following God, before we see Joshua, Caleb, and ten others are sent out scouting, before we see Joshua serving as Moses' assistant, and we, before we find Joseph assigned to gather a team to fight Amalek, we find it all started right here. Are you sure? <laughs> Numbers eleven twenty-eight a <laughs> And Joshua, the son of Nun, the assistant of Moses from his youth. There. Is that, yeah, are we to the end? We're, well, no. Cause no? Didn't you learn anything else about Joshua? I did. He was from the, the tribe of Ephraim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You probably used a blue letter Bible to find that. I did. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and he, you know, as we read through, he is a son of Nun. There you go. I thought there was something else and there's something yeah. else. What else do and, we know? And what else I learned from Bible Hub yeah. was that Joshua's name means Jehovah saves or the Lord is salvation. How about that? Bottom line? Bottom line. There we go. Yay. Yay. Okay. Now, (laughs) hopefully you were able to follow us all the way back as we read through all of these things. Um, I'm sorry. I gave you insight to how my brain functions. 
So when <laughs> I have to go back, I start like where I am, and I go back each event to figure out where it started and how I got to where I am. And so that's what we just did with Joshua. Um, and so you know what we need to do now, though? We have to get back to where we started, back to where we are at um, being a cheerleader. And so we're going to quickly go the other way so that you get a gist of from the beginning to the end now, because yes, that is how my brain works, people. <laughs> and that's what we're going <laughs> to do. <laughs> we're starting backwards, Numbers 1128a, Joshua's the assistant of Moses from his youth. Exodus 7, 9, and 13. Joshua chooses a team to fight Amalek. Exodus 24, 13. Joshua goes partway up the mountain with Moses to get the Ten Commandments. And then Numbers 14, 6 through 8, and Numbers 24, 28 through 30. Joshua scouts with Caleb and ten others in the Promised Land. Numbers 13, 11 through 12. Joshua wholly follows the Lord. Numbers 27, 15 through 17, Moses asks God for the leader that will, be, that will lead the people when he dies. Numbers 27, 12 through 14, God tells Moses he will soon die and not enter the promised land. Numbers 27, 18 and Deuteronomy 34, 9, the presence of the Lord is in Joshua. Deuteronomy 31, 7 and 8 and 14, Joshua is called to be the leader. It's important to realize that Joshua was not just made the leader at a whim. There were a lot of things that had to take place, and God had to connect a lot of dots to get him to where he was to lead when Moses dies. And that's the same way it is throughout our lives. We didn't just get here. Randy didn't I, and I just didn't decide on a whim today to come up and preach, right? God has been taking steps along the way, um, steps before no song, certainly steps within new song, that has made a difference and has brought us up here. So none of us are where we are at a whim. God is always working and always doing things to get us to where he wants us to be. So we are finally back where we started with Joshua chapter 1, verse, verses 1 through 9. And we, from verses 1 through 5, we see that Moses has, has passed away. He's died. He got to see the promised land but not cross over. And Joshua is now the leader to bring the people into Canaan. We're going to look specifically at verses 6 through 9 now. Be strong and courageous. There it is again. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that my, Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way um, prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Verse 6, be strong and courageous for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. See, this verse 6 is a fulfilling verse of the covenant that was made to their fathers. 
You know, cheerleaders start cheering before a game start even happens, right? They're out there cheering. Sometimes they even have pep rallies. So this is a cheer to let's say, we're going to enter that land that God's promised us. So let's go do it. Verse 7 is a warning that success will be given based on keeping the commandments given by Moses. Cheerleaders are always watching the action of the team, right? And so they're watching the game to figure out how they need to cheer. Randy wrote this one. <laughs> you don't need cheer you don't see cheerleaders cheering for a touchdown when the other team has the game has the ball, right? So they're watching their team and they're cheering those people on um, to follow the laws of Moses. Verse nine is a commandment followed by do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord will go with you wherever you go. You see, cheerleaders cheer till the final seconds of the game. Even if the game is, the score is way out of sight, they're still rooting for their team. And we still need to root for those that we're supposed to be cheering on. So hopefully you paid attention and realized that in four verses, be strong and very courageous. God has told Joshua three different times within four verses. Yep, four verses, three times. <laughs> in verse 6 it says, be strong and courageous. Verse 7, be strong and very courageous. And verse 9, be strong and courageous as well. We, see, we do see, Randy in his introduction said, we see strong and courageous on t-shirts and mugs. And it's, it's cute and we like it. Um, but it's more than just a cute marketing tool, right? It's a command from God here. It is a battle cry and it is repeated and repeated so that we do not forget. We all need to be strong and courageous and do not fear recognizing that God is walking with each and every one of us. As we go on in that chapter of Joshua chapter 1, verses 10 through 15, we see that Joshua tells the people to red up we're going to go into the promised land in three days. See, now Joshua is the cheerleader for the people. He's cheering them on, saying, okay, let's pick up our possessions that we've stayed here too long. We've got to march forward. We've got to get moving into the promised land that God's promised to us. So let's get going. Let's read up and let's do it. In Joshua chapter 1, verses 16 through 19, and they answer Joshua, all that you have commanded us, we will do, and whatever you send to us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you, as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command, commandment and disobeys your words, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Now, I've been reading the Bible for a long time. And these verses caught my attention because I must have wrongly assumed when I read that this is once again God telling Joshua to be strong and courageous. But in fact, it's the people telling Joshua to be strong and courageous. I actually said, Terry, did you read this? And she goes, no, that's not right. Isn't that God? And sure enough, she read it. And I talked to a few other people and they said they first did the same thing. No, I said, no, read it. That's what God said. See, the children of Israel were now the cheerleaders for Joshua. 
Now, there's a sm- small debate among scholars of who really said this to Joshua. Some of them say that it's, it's the two and a half tribes that stayed on the other side of Jordan, where others say, no, it was the entire 12 tribes as Joshua was addressing them. But that doesn't really matter who, who, it was, who was addressing, who was being the cheerleader for Joshua at the time. The fact is, the people had heard the cheers and was now cheering Joshua that we're going to follow you as long as you're strong and courageous. So I dug into this a little deeper and sort of did a backwards talk as Terry did. (laughs) So first of all, Moses told the children of Israel to be strong and courageous. And then he told Joshua in front of the children to be strong and courageous. And then before that, in the book of Joshua, God tells Joshua to be strong and courageous. But even before that, God told Moses to tell Joshua to be strong and courageous. So he's, Joshua's getting it from all sides. So what do you think that means for Joshua to do? That means he's to be strong and courageous. Just as Moses heard from God, and Moses told the people, and the people reaffirmed the message to Joshua, we know that Pastor Herb hears from God all the time. And we know we hear from God all the time also. But do we reaffirm what we hear back to Pastor Herb? It's something that we need to do. We need to tell her, Pastor Herb what God is telling us. And it may be in line with God, what God is telling him. And that's what builds our unity. That's what helps us to be strong and courageous. Because if we feel that we're alone... We can be chicken little and run off on the little tangent of something that will happen to us. But if we're talking to others and telling each other, being the cheerleader for each other, we can be that strong and courageous. Okay. So we're coming to an end. And I know some of you are thinking, when is Terry going to share some personal life issue as an example for us? (laughs) Some of you may be thinking... She didn't do it this time. Ah, we're not done yet. (laughs) Just kidding. So here it is. You may have noticed, and maybe you haven't, so I'm going to tell you, I have not been eating Texas sheet cake batter as often as I was. What? I know, I'm not. And so I have been on a uh, sort of calorie cycling journey, for lack of a better description, for almost a year. And that ended my TSC tasting. But over that, that, along with that, that ended a lot of overeating and a lot of sugars and a lot of other stuff. Um, so slowly, steadily, the scale's been going down. Um, and that's making my doctors very happy. However, I'm giving up a lot of stuff I like. But that's another point. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> The point of this is, Pastor Herb has been talking for weeks to us um, about the fasting and prayer week. And he keeps saying how it's important, how important it is, it's going to be important, mm-hmm. this is going to be good. He's telling, been telling us to pray about it. I heard him and I did what he said. Well, I mean, I thought about it anyway. I decided, the week that everyone else was doing it, is, which is next week, starting next Sunday, November 5th, was not really convenient for my, car, my calorie cycling process. 
And so I was going to do it three weeks ahead of time um, because that was much more convenient for me because I was already on my low calories. So I just needed to cut a few more calories out and that would work really good. It worked awesome the time before. And so I started that, but the weird thing was I couldn't stick to it. Every time I turned around, I'm like, oh, never mind, I'm eating lunch. No, oh, never mind, I'm having dinner. And the week was just crazy, and I just couldn't stick to it. And so I thought about it, and you know what I heard God say to me? Mm, what did you hear, Terry? Um, he said, <laughs> it's not working because you have an ulterior motive. Ah. Yep, and I did. I wanted a convenient I wanted it when I was um, watching already on a low-calorie part of the plan because that would make it easier. I thought, hmm, if I cut a few more calories out, my weight will go down faster. That's awesome. Um, and I wasn't making it work. And God said, you, because you're not doing it for the right reason. You're doing it because of all those other reasons, not because I told you to do it this week. And not because, like last time in the summer, it happened to be that same time frame. So I didn't change anything. It just worked in that, that time of the cycle. And so um, I had to change my ideas and decided I'm going to do it the week that everybody else is starting next Sunday. But here's where I am in this process. I'm in the stabilizing part. And you don't need to know all the ins and outs of my plan, but in stabilizing, I have to get my weight to stay within a certain weight um, for five days in a row. And I'm thinking, now, how can I do that when I'm cutting all this other food out? And you know what else I heard God say? No. What did you hear God say, Tara? I heard God say, do you trust me? Ooh, do you trust do me? Do you trust me? Do you trust me with your weight loss, with your health, with stabilizing? So I took a deep breath and I held it for a few minutes and said, <laughs> of course, my Christian church answer, right, is yes, of course, I trust you with all of it, God. But in my heart, I knew I was saying, you know what, I want to trust you, but I don't see how that's going to work. And so I'm trusting God. I'm going to be strong and very courageous and I'm not going to fear because that's what we just <laughs> told you, right? So... I have to follow my, my own instructions that God has given me as well. Um, so how this fits is, Herb, Pastor Herb has been telling us all of this. I'm listening, I'm hearing what he's saying. I, in turn, shared with Pastor Herb what God has said to me. And now I'm sharing it with you, so now I have to really be honest. The thing is, I don't have the answer. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know if I'm going to stabilize I just know that God's going to walk with me through it, and it's going to be good. Um, whatever God's going to do with this is going to be good, and I'll have to share it at a later time, because it's the other thing I learned as here in New Song. You know, I, I typically do always share something in my world, my life, that for others to see how God works and what God can do. Before New Song, it used to be things of my past, and I already went through it, and I already have the answers, and I can tell you the outcome since I've been here, God's like, oh, now I want you to share where you're at right now today. And I don't mm -hmm. want you to have the answers. So I'm going to have to come back and tell you later what the answer is. I just know that God's going to be good. And God is going to walk me through this. And whatever the outcome is, right, Nancy, God's got a plan. <laughs> a 
getting my Jeremiah 29 in. God's got a plan, and because I am seeking him and because I am following him, I know that that plan is going to be good and we're going to have an outcome that will be a surprise to me. And so then I'll have to share it later. But that's our point. Share what you hear God saying. Listen to what Pastor Herb says God is telling him. See how it lines up and with, within your world and then go back and share it with him and with others. Um, that's what Joshua and Moses and God did and it worked out well for them. And we got a whole church that are your cheerleaders. That's right. I will need cheerleaders. And, and we can be their cheerleaders too, right? Yes, absolutely. Because it takes all of us. Just because we're a leader doesn't mean we can't be a cheerleader. We've seen that Moses was a cheerleader. But even before that, we've seen God's a cheerleader. So God's in our corner cheering for us. <laughs> it went, went away. <laughs> There you go. Be strong yeah, and courageous. Be strong and courageous and as we go on. Other people, don't be a chicken little. Don't be a chicken little. All right. All righty. Thank you. <laughs> Our announcements. <laughs>